In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin, technical analysis, as well as breaking news. It was exactly two years ago today, the IMF calls on El Salvador to stop supporting Bitcoin. Since then, President Bukele has been mining with Volcano Energy, raised a billion dollars with Bitcoin bonds, and bought over 2,300 BTC. Hashtag legendary. That's right. Also, breaking news, Spot Bitcoin ETF expected to launch in Hong Kong in the first half of this year, as per the Hashkey CEO. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be discussing Bitwise, Bitcoin ETF wallet attracts inscriptions and rare sat donations with their proof of reserves, sharing the address, which already has over a half a billion in BTC. We'll also be discussing the SEC pushes the decision on BlackRock Spot Ethereum ETF to March, a couple of months out. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin flashing a bullish contrarian signal amid the parabolic trendline formation, according to crypto analysts. I'll be breaking down his targets for you. We'll also be discussing breaking news, the Craig Wright, aka Fake Toshi conspiracy, and him being a patsy for someone pulling the string behind the scenes. That's right. This has probably never even been discussed before, at least not that I'm aware of. So stay tuned. We're also going to be discussing the latest with the one and only Kathy Wood. She says Bitcoin is one of the most important investments of our lifetimes. I'll also be breaking down her one and a half million dollar Bitcoin price prediction. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Today is pod episode number 1533. I'm your host, JV. That's Nipsey, the mascot right behind me. And uh, today is January 25th, 2024. We'll kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. We got Bitcoin in the green along with the rest of the market, but barely in the green, uh, trading roughly 39,900. Let's see if we recapture 40,000 once again. And we have Ether barely in the green along with Solana, Cardano, XRP, very modest gains across the board. And zooming out, oh, this is a one hour performance. My apologies, fam. I don't know why I had it on the one hour, but Bitcoin's still in the green for the one day. And zooming out on the monthly, we have Bitcoin still barely in the green. So very interesting. And uh, let's actually check out coinmarketcap.com, get a refresh. The market cap is currently sitting at 1.55 trillion with roughly 48 billion in volume for the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance at 50.4% with the Ether dominance, which has been on the decline. It's currently at 17.2%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours, we got Chili's leading the pack up 12%, followed by IOTA up 11%, followed by Pith up 10%. Below that, OKB, Lido Dow, and Monero. Monero, I think that's the top privacy coin in the world. The other ones, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's uh, uh, Dash as well as uh, Zcash. Those are probably the top three. Now, I'm curious, how many of you are bullish on Monero or any of the privacy coins? And if not, which altcoins in particular are you most bullish on? Stacks is another banger, currently rated number 40. Be on the lookout for this one. This cycle family currently got just over a 2 billion market cap. But let me know in the comments. And checking out uh, Crypto Bubbles to get a visual perspective, you can see a handful with pretty good gains, including Chili's, IOTA, and Pith, but the majority are in the red and currently correcting. And zooming out on the monthly, 
safe to say it's a pretty mixed bag. Maybe at roughly 40% of them in the green, roughly 60% in the red. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 52, which is neutral. Yesterday, a 48, last week, a 63, and last month, a 71 in greed. And now, checking out the Bitcoin halving clock. And let's refresh just to make sure it's the latest data. We currently have roughly 83 days, 14 hours, 36 minutes, and 20 seconds until the Bitcoin halving scheduled to take place April 8th. That's what's up. Less than three months out. Let me know if you're excited for the Bitcoin halving, as I'm always looking forward to the next halving. And I can't believe it's only three months out. Let's go. Pump the likes to pump the stream. But let's now dive into our Bitcoin technical analysis, a.k.a. astrology for men. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Here you go. Bitcoin fell back under 40 G's, baby. After the January 25th Wall Street Open as the Bitcoin price action tested pretty significant support, as you can see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Now, data from TradingView showed another lackluster start to the U.S. session with Bitcoin failing to claw back lost ground for long. Bitcoin faced a familiar cocktail of downside triggers. These focused on the spot ETFs now into their third trading week. Outflows from GBTC were around 13,000 Bitcoin for the day, this marginally lower than previous days. Uh, quoting Dan Crypto Trades, the upside is that eventually this will slow down and run out, but it'll take some more weeks until the majority is gone. So he also says today's Bitcoin sent out by GBTC Grayscale comes out to be roughly 13,000 Bitcoin, worth 520 mil. That's a uh, half a bill family. Decreased from yesterday, but overall still high. Uh, the upside is that eventually this will slow down and run out, but it'll take more weeks. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment. Now, uh, quoting Eric Balchunez, lead ETF expert over at Bloomberg, the good news, GBTC outflow is trending down. The bad news, so are the nines. Uh, he also says that leaves us with a total rolling net flow of plus 824 million. Also, Arc B and Bit B crossing half a billion is remarkable. Now it's Kathy Woods, uh, Arc B, 21. And Bit B, is that... Um Trying to think, is that Black Rocks? I forget. Let me know, fam. For any normal launch its first month, that's considered blockbuster level success. Amen. Now, we know blockbuster went out of business, but we can still use the term, I guess, right? Otherwise, we'd say Netflix term of success. But anyways, uh, analyzing this date of the Bitcoin order book on Binance, material indicators spied what could potentially rescue the bulls from a deeper fall. Bid liquidity in an area directly below the spot price was revealed with some of the largest observed for the past three years. Quoting Keith Allen, when we have big blocks of liquidity close to price, then the price tends to either to revert. And this works in both directions. Same thing with the resistance. And sometimes it'll consolidate here. Allen added that while the ETS were creating noise, the scale of the liquidity could not be underestimated. Nonetheless, we're looking at a significant block of bid liquidity right under the price. Other breaking news, as I mentioned in the intro, massive shout out to the one and only Top G Bukele, also recognized as the Top G by the Top G, the Tate brothers themselves, who were recently giving them some credibility on uh, you know, Bukele's approach, which I retweeted. Maybe I'll share with you in a bit. But anyways, Rizzo shares here. Exactly two years ago today, the IMF calls on El Salvador to stop supporting Bitcoin. What did Bukele do? Said this. 
Gotta respect that. Now, since then, Bukele had been mining with Volcano Energy, raised 1 billion with Bitcoin bonds, and bought over 2,300 BTC. Can you say legendary? Love Bukele. Love what he's doing out there. Now, also breaking news. I've been telling you that an ETF spot is going to be coming out of Hong Kong. Well, this was just verified right here. Spot Bitcoin ETF expected to launch in Hong Kong in the first half of this year. As per the hash key CEO, Livio Wang. So let's go. This is called game theory. Not only do we have the 11 ETF spots in the United States. Well, one is coming from Hong Kong and also one is coming from El Salvador. I think El Salvador's will be the best because Bitcoin in, Bitcoin out. So there'll be no no other competition. And that's as per the high priest, Max Kaiser. Now, other breaking news, Google to allow Bitcoin and crypto ads from the 29th of January. It's crazy how powerful BlackRock is. Now that we got the ETFs, Google is unbanning crypto ads and that's in four days. So let's get it. Now, also quoting Max, banning Bitcoin mining in China, May 2021 will go down in Chinese history as the worst strategic mistake since burning all of their treasure ships in the 15th century. And he shared that off the back of this news, China, the world's second largest economy, I guess is number one, India, let me know fam, is facing significant economic headwinds on uh, February 5th. The People's Bank of China is set to cut the reserve requirement ratio by 50 basis points. This move is notable for two reasons. It is double the typical 25 basis point cut and it deviates from the usual process of signaling such a move through the state council before a formal announcement by the P, uh, PBOC. Wow the People's Bank of China. So very interesting indeed, fam. Let me know your thoughts on all that sentiment. Our next story of the day, let's discuss this Bitwise wallet, which has been shared uh, publicly. Uh, so asset management firm Bitwise made the Bitcoin address of its spot Bitcoin ETF public January 24th, becoming the first of the 10 spot Bitcoin ETF issuers to do so. I think this is good because it promotes transparency. I've been calling for a proof of reserves and until we see that, we can't trust what they say they have. So kudos to Bitwise. The Bitcoin wallet address received multiple tips that's crazy. Just because they shared it, they're already receiving tips and donations. Smart. <laughs> Within hours of being public, including some Bitcoin ordinals and rare sats. The wallet address currently holds inscription donations worth 6,000 and holds a total of 16,000 inscriptions. These inscriptions include two RSIC airdrops, one Bitcoin punk, one Bitcoin burials, and a quad key and several others. The account also holds thousands of BRC20 inscriptions. However, there are no valid active BRC20 balances in the account. And you can see that right here. First and foremost, ordinals create Bitcoin based NFTs by inscribing data such as images, videos, and more to an individual Satoshi on the base Bitcoin blockchain. A Satoshi, as we know, is the smallest unit of Bitcoin, and there's 100 million Satoshis in one Bitcoin, which is what's up. Now, the popularity of ordinals and inscriptions created two sides where, on one hand, the pro-ordinals community believes it makes the Bitcoin network more fungible and versatile, while the other side believes ordinal inscriptions often take up extra block space and congest the network, as Max would describe it, barnacles on the ark, like barnacles on the ship that need to be scraped off. While most of the crypto community lauded Bitwise's move to make its ETF holdings address public, a few also pointed out that a single 12,000 Bitcoin transfer suggesting the asset manager didn't send any test transaction to verify the address. That is a little sus, right? But anyways, Alexander shares here, very cool. However, it would be nice to see at least one transaction spending from the address. Honestly, kind of shocked they didn't test that before throwing 12,000 Bitcoin in there. That is kind of insane. Imagine making a transaction like that without sending a dollar test or a $100 test. No, we're just gonna send hundreds of millions. What if you made an error? That'd be insanity. But you can see the market value as of the 23rd when they shared the address already had 465. 
million, 11,858 BTC in the trust. Others question the asset manager for using a single key wallet instead of a multi-seg one, which is considered more secure. Multi-sig wallets works like a bank's safe deposit box that requires multiple private keys to be used simultaneously to open it. Thus, with two or more private keys, the multi-sig wallet adds security. Additionally, for the crypto asset storage, quoting Peter Todd, while the transparency is cool, what the frick? at putting half a billion dollars into a single pay to public key hash address. That's completely insane. Use multi-sig and prove to the world that you're using multi-sig. Now, what's your thoughts on that family? Let me know. Do you think the other asset managers will follow behind their lead and share some transparency as well with how much Bitcoin they're holding via proof of reserves? Let me know your thoughts. And do you think there are some cons for them sharing that address public? Could it be attacked? spammed, maybe with ordinals, for example, or maybe some bad actors. I'd love to know your thoughts. But anyways, we still got a lot to cover. Let's dive into our next story of the day and uh, discuss, let's see here, the Ethereum ETF. According to this headline, the SEC pushes decision on BlackRock spot Ethereum ETF to March, which is only a couple of months out, family. Now, the US SEC regulator pushed it back uh, the deadline, citing the need for more time to review the proposal rule change. Uh, quoting Sherry Haywood, the commission finds it appropriate to designate a longer period within which to take action on the proposed rule change. The SEC made the delay one day ahead of the January 25th deadline. It is the first of several days or delays the SEC can exercise across the 240-day period. The first deadline comes nearly 45 days after the NASDAQ file for an iShares Ethereum trust December 11th. And while the SEC must make a final decision on the BlackRock spot Ethereum, ETF decision by August 7th, Bloomberg ETF analyst Balchunas predicted a final decision will be made on all pending spot Ether ETFs in May, similar to the way the SEC decided on 10 pending spot Bitcoin ETFs on January 10th. Massive shout out to Fresh. We appreciate the super. He said, kombucha on me. Much love, family. Thanks for the support. Now, VanEck and ARC21 shares Ether ETF apps have a final decision deadline of May 23rd and the 24th, respectively, while the other three apps, uh, Grayscale Investments, Investco, and Fidelity, have final deadlines June 18th, July 5th, and August 3rd. Now, quoting Safehart again, next date that matters is May 23rd. Spot Ethereum ETF delays will continue to happen sporadically over the next few months. The next date that matters, May 23rd. Earlier the month, Balchuna has pegged the chances of the Spot Ether ETF approval at 70% by May. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I got to give him credit where credit is due because him and Mr. Safart predicted that those Bitcoin ETFs would be approved like 90% probability. And he was right. So he's saying 70% probability here. We get the approval for the Ether ETFs in May. Now, one of the SEC's commissioners, crypto mom Hester Pierce, recently assured applicants that a court battle won't be necessary this time to convince the SEC to approve the spot Ether ETFs. Quoting the crypto mom, we shouldn't need a court to tell us that our approach is arbitrary and capricious in order for us to get it right. Preach. However, other industry pundits are less optimistic. For example, Morgan Creek Capital CEO, Mr. Yusko, predicts a less than 50% chance of an approved spot Ether ETF, making the case that the SEC remains hostile towards the crypto industry. Now, what are your thoughts on that, family? Let me know. And do you think that the regulators, the SEC in particular, will deem Ethereum an unregistered security? Because the only crypto that has the green light right now as a commodity 
Bitcoin. And we also got to consider that staking is a massive red flag to be considered an unregistered security because there is yield. So since Ethereum switched their protocol 100% and went from proof of work, as was the same with Bitcoin, to proof of stake, do you think they will be targeted? Do you think this is all by design or do you think they'll still get the green light? Because there's some shenanigans going on behind the scenes and instead of attacking Ethereum, they'll just continue attacking XRP and everything else they possibly can. Let me know your thoughts, family. But let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss a parabolic run-up as per crypto analyst Kevin Svensson. Here's the latest. While he followed analysts, believes Bitcoin's on an uptrend despite the sharp drop from its 2024 high of nearly 49 Gs. Let's keep in mind, we hit 49 Gs last week. Yeah, I mean, not too shabby. Bitcoin's doing its thing. Quitting Amir, we are currently experiencing fear, uncertainty, and doubt, better known as FUD, in a major uptrend. This should be a contrarian signal, a bullish contrarian signal. Bitcoin is currently inside of a classic expansion phase, a contraction phase, followed by an expansion phase, followed by a contraction phase. And now the next halving is coming, an expansion phase. And so generally, I am maintaining the bullish bias. And here you can see the third halving, May 11th, 2020. You see that parabolic run up, then we dropped, and then we jumped again, and then we had a major fall off. Yeah, I mean, roughly 15 Gs, 16 Gs, and now we're approaching this fourth halving. You already know the next leg up is going to be lit. According to Svensson, Bitcoin can still go lower in price, but retain its bullish momentum as Bitcoin's upcoming halving event slated for April. We'll see the miners' rewards cut in half, causing a spike in the demand. Quoting him here, if we break this parabola, then we have to be aiming for our trend line. And if Bitcoin fails the parabolic sort of curvature, well, then we could actually be looking to test 33,000, about roughly somewhere just above 33 Gs, would become the target before maybe rallying into the halving. Now, let me know if you think we can drop the 33 Gs before a massive rally to new all-time highs. Now, so if Bitcoin does continue the bearish price action, I'll be targeting the low 33 range. And interestingly enough, and yesterday I shared some sentiment from Arthur Hayes, who actually put some bets that Bitcoin is going to drop to the 33,000 range. So he's actually agreeing with uh, the sentiment of uh, the ex-Bitmax co-founder. He then says, giving us a nice rally going into the halving, the halving likely providing the market with lots of demand. As you can see here, he's expecting a drop to roughly 33 Gs and then shooting up to new all-time highs, surpassing the current all-time high of 69,000, which we reached back in November of uh, 2021. And to watch this video in detail that he did, check the show notes below the video in the description as everything I've referenced in the show is always in the show notes so you can research and dive deeper a little later. All right, here we go. Let's start right here. Craig Wright issued, this is from Jameson Lott, Craig Wright issue settlement offer to COPA members and all parties in upcoming intellectual property litigation. We know he is screwed. He knows he is screwed. No quarter for the con man, Bugs Bunny. No. Yeah. Someone wrote, no one who publicly claims to be Satoshi is Satoshi. Yes, it's really that simple. No mercy for Craig Wright. What do you guys think? Let me know. But yeah, here's some more tweets. Uh, Kyle wrote the exact moment when Calvin A. and Judas found the perfect Patsy. So ultimately saying, and this is a very interesting photo. They say a photo says a thousand words. Let's just put two and two together. To the right, you have who we know as, who used to be coined Bitcoin Jesus. I wouldn't give him that title. I call him the Bitcoin Judas nowadays. But anyways, uh, Roger Veer, he is the one who forked the Bitcoin network, creating Bitcoin Cash. In the middle, you have Fake Toshi, aka Craig Wright, 
the self-proclaimed billionaire. Um, I think he's from Australia, correct me if I'm wrong, but he forked the network with Satoshi Vision, claiming to be Satoshi and yada, yada, yada. But what's ironic is these two gentlemen both forked the Bitcoin network and both claim that they're the true Bitcoin, which is interesting. And then you have this guy on the left who is apparently pulling the strings behind Mr. Craig Wright. So isn't it interesting that these three would all be together cheers, cheering or cheersing or saluting uh, with some glasses of wine. Now, Max, clearly an insider. So someone wrote, who's CA? I wrote Calvin. I don't know how to even pronounce his name. I don't know him personally. Air or Iyer, tell me how to pronounce that name. But uh, Max wrote here, CSW, Craig Wright, is... Calvin's Lee Harvey Oswald, a patsy. Now, if you don't know the backstory of Lee Harvey Oswald, he was the one who they claimed killed Kennedy. However, we all know that he was a patsy, and there's a lot more to that story. Three-letter organization more than likely assassinated uh, the former president. May he rest in peace. And uh, we'll talk more about that later on Rumble because this is a heavily censored uh, community. And I got to be careful about what I talk about. But nonetheless, Max is a smart man. So I highly respect those insights he just dropped. Now check this out. Yeah, I shared that one. Some more insights. Just read how Real Coin Geek covers and Real Coin Geek is ran by Calvin, by the way. The settlement offer from Craig Wright. You can tell when Calvin is behind something when they post an article by Jordan Atkins, who is not real, just an avatar he uses to launder content into the media. Very interesting. And here's the actual article. I'm going to read some more of the Copa case so you can hear the latest update. Brand new article just published uh, yesterday, January 24th. But I do want to share some more tweets. This is a tweet. Actually, Kaiser messaged me and to give me some more insights about what I was looking at. And uh, Preston wrote, Craig Wright's plan has always been simple. So here's the plan. Fork Bitcoin Satoshi Vision to grant himself the Satoshi coins on that fork. Unwisely, he declared war on the entire Bitcoin space, all forks, to try to obtain those rights. Now, realizing he's going to lose, he wants COPA to settle the litigation by entering into a license he has no power to grant. And uh, while giving him the freedom to do what he wants with Bitcoin, Satoshi Vision. I hope COPA declines the offer and kicks his what? There you go. Now, Here's another interesting thread. We're going to read this. This is actually posted on a forum back on, I think it was in 2022, January 12th. It's dated. I'm going to go back to that. Another headline, Binance D-List, Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, CEO, ex-CEO now, uh, Mr. Shengping Zhao CZ, calls Craig Wright a fraud. I mean, a lot of people who are insiders and you know OGs, they, they've known from the beginning Craig Wright is a fraud, hence why he delisted his coin from his network. We all know he's not him. Yeah, you know I mean, but anyways, this is a very interesting thread. Listen up. Old friend Calvin was interviewed by Market Watch for an article about how after he battled with the U.S. government, he's now backing one of the most polarizing efforts in the digital currency world. Here's a few excerpts. In 2012, federal, listen to this. In 2012, federal prosecutors unsealed an indictment filed against Calvin, claiming he was operating an illegal online gambling business that was taking large volumes of sports bets from Americans. He fought the case from his native Canada and his home in the Caribbean island of Antigua. Five years later, the U.S. government dropped the felony charges filed against Calvin, who pleaded guilty to a minor offense, a single misdemeanor charge. Now, why do you think the feds would drop a serious crime like that? Probably because he's working with, you already know, probably just like Bankman-Fried is working with them, hence why he just got five criminal charges dropped. 
You do the math. At the age of 60, Calvin returned to New York this past fall, not as an online gambling promoter, but as an evangelist for Satoshi Vision, in which he claims is the true and authentic Bitcoin, because it is the only digital currency that follows a set of rules or a protocol laid out by the white paper that launched in Bitcoin in 2008. He organized a three-day conference at the Sheraton as part of his overall crusade, an effort that includes funding several companies and media outfit dedicated to Satoshi Vision. He says Satoshi Vision is powered by a revolutionary tech that has many useful apps, while the digital currency most people know as Bitcoin is useless. So there you have it, enemy of Bitcoin. Is he colluding with the Fed to try to destroy and attack Bitcoin by dividing the community, you know I mean, and spreading FUD? What are your thoughts? And this is very interesting. I'm not going to read it all, but I believe I have it uh, linked in the show notes below the video in the description. And like I said, Binance is delisting. This was actually back in 2019. They delisted Satoshi Vision days after CZ called Craig Wright, the fork creator, a fraud. You know what I mean? But I actually want to read you this newest thing with COPA that was just published. Just under two weeks until Satoshi's trial brought by COPA, which is the Crypto Open Patent Alliance, is set to go underway. Dr. Craig Wright has issued a public non-negotiable offer to settle the case. Interesting. His passing off claims against Coinbase and Kraken and his database rights claim against Bitcoin Core, an offer that would put an end to those litigations that prevent Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and ABC from claiming to represent Satoshi Nakamoto's original Bitcoin. The settlement offer is, if accepted by COPA, uh, Coinbase, Kraken, and the Bitcoin Core defendants involves Dr. Wright agreeing not to pursue any claim connected to the database rights and copyrights in the Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin Cash, and ABC blockchains. These are the rights which arise from his invention and ownership of the Bitcoin blockchain and would effectively conclude COPA versus Wright, Wright versus Coinbase, Wright versus Payword, and Wright versus Bitcoin Core. In return, his counterparties, which include the partnership of developers and enthusiasts that collectively make up Bitcoin, must recognize that the original purpose of Bitcoin as small casual transactions and scaling on chain uh, and the Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash and ABC have now separate purposes and uses not uh, contemplated by Satoshi Nakamoto. So this is all very interesting family. Let me know your stance and your thoughts of what you believe likely is happening behind the scenes. So let's get it and break down this feature story of the day. As you can see, ARK Invest CEO Kathy Wood recently expressed her views on Bitcoin, saying that it is one of the most important investments of our lifetimes. Preach. It is worth noting that under Wood's leadership, ARK Invest actively manages the spot Bitcoin ETF in collaboration with 21 shares. In a recent CNBC interview, Wood highlighted Bitcoin's robust security infrastructure, emphasizing its reliance on the world's largest computer network. Uh, quoting CNBC, we think this is one of the most important investments of our lifetime, says Kathy Wood on Bitcoin. And to watch the interview she did, which we're going to be reacting to exclusively on Rumble for the uncensored version of the show later, check the show notes uh, below the video in the description. Now, despite earlier criticism from prominent financial industry figures such as CNBC's Jim Cramer, aka Inverse Cramer, and JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon, aka Jamie the Tapeworm Diamond, and Peter Schiff, aka Peter Shifty, uh, Wood's recent statements directly addressed these critiques. Kind of like Trump, he gives everyone a nickname. Well, I should do the same for anyone fudding Bitcoin. What do you guys think? She provides a counter argument that emphasizing Bitcoin's intrinsic value and more importantly, its high level of security. She pointed out that Bitcoin's network surpasses the combined size of the clouds constructed by Amazon, Google, Microsoft over the past 15 to 20 years. And on January 23rd, ARK Invest, under Wood's guidance, liquidated 585,915 pro shares, 
Bitcoin Strategy ETF shares for approximately $12 million. The proceeds were then utilized to acquire 360,830 units of ARC 21 shares Bitcoin ETF valued at $14.5 million. Wood continued her strategic reallocation by removing ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF from ARC Next Generation Internet ETF. This step aligns with the plan to increase ARC 21 shares and spot Bitcoin ETF holdings. On January 22nd, ARC W sold 648,000 BITO units, redirecting the funds to purchase 523,000 ARC B units. ARC Invest intends to continue acquiring ARC B spot Bitcoin ETF units until a targeted value is reached. A previous report highlighted that ARC W had uh, procured 1.04 billion ARCB units, amounting to 43 million, following the initiation of trading for ARCB spot Bitcoin ETF on Wall Street. Now, another fact she recently shared on a recent interview, she shared that now over 25% of her net worth is specifically in Bitcoin. So yeah, shout out to Kathy Wood. Now let's discuss the hash rate achievement and network dominance. Kathy Wood's remarks were promoted by a post from Yazin, ARK Invest Director of Digital Assets, where Bitcoin's hash rate was highlighted, reaching an impressive 500 quintillion exahashes per second. Uh, this was presented compelling statistics demonstrating the Bitcoin outperforms the world's most powerful supercomputer by a factor of 500 in raw operations per second. Let's go. Earlier highlighting the scarcity factor, Wood mentioned that she anticipates a significant price surge as institutions increasingly adopt Bitcoin, leading to a substantial increase in value. She emphasized that the past to a million dollar token requires more trust. Now, she also envisions reaching this milestone with institutions allocating two to 5% of Bitcoin in their asset portfolios for seeing an effortless ascent to that target. And speaking of that target, let's actually discuss because she recently raised the ante thinking now uh, that we have the ETFs that Bitcoin is more likely to soar to 1.5 million per coin by 2030 versus her initial prediction of just 1 million by 2030. Let's see if I can get these numbers here from an interview. She wrote here, we think the probability of the bull case has increased with the SEC approval, this is a green light. That's what's up. Now, she also says that her bear case would see Bitcoin rise to 258,000, so a quarter million dollar bear case, not too shabby. Base case, 682,000, and her bull case previously was 1 million, but now she has upped the ante to 1.5 million per coin. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment. I also like to throw out there that the stock to flow model is anticipating Bitcoin hovering between 100,000 per coin and a or yeah, a million per coin, 100,000 to a million per coin between the 2024 and 2028 halving, considering we're already in 2024 and less than 90 days out into the halving. What's your thoughts on that? Let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!